Welcome back, everybody, to the third episode of Chat Shit Get Hazed. We've got a lot to catch up on since it's been a few weeks since our last recording. We're just going to dive right on into it with uh, Chaucey with the Euro final. Yeah, a very eventful game, as we expected going into it. Italy, England, two major powerhouses. Um, Italy was on a big tear um going into the tournament and so they were actually he- heavily favorited by a lot of um you know managers and analysts around the world uh came down to a penalty shootout where a couple uh, england youngsters couldn't seal the deal and uh italy came away with uh, the trophy but uh all in all it was everything that the fans expected other than you know the game coming down to a penalty shootout because uh, back in the day, they would have just replayed a whole nother 90 minutes, I think, in a major tournament final like that. I think they should consider, you know, bringing something like that back because it's really tough for, you know, a lot of these young guys to put in so much time and effort, you know, with their national squads. And then it comes down to kind of a game of rock, paper, scissors, essentially. Um, but yeah, it was fun. And now we have a bit of a break from soccer, unless you count um, Olympics and uh, MLS. But uh, yeah, um, all in all, great tournament. When I uh, soccer be back, I had a hell of a bet. Uh, Was with Chaucey and a few other guys at Mass Hayes and Walnut Creek, a great little sports bar. And the bet that I put on before the game, just because I don't know, it's uh, the Euro final. Wanted to to uh, put my money on something, have something to root for. And I, at plus 400, bet that the game would go into PKs, and I hit on that bet. So I was super excited about that one. Yeah, that was a good one. I told you that was a great bet when you took it, too. I was like, in a game like this, they're going to play very defensive. You know, there might be a few counterattacks, but, you know, it's not going to be a four or five goal thriller. Right, so as soon as it went into extra time – I was just praying nobody scored. So I wasn't really. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Get to those PKs, baby. Get there. And it worked out for me. I mean, Garrett Southgate, Garrett Southgate kind of made some mistakes, but I think by not stepping on some of the players sooner. But definitely PKs yeah, are always super some, exciting. He had some really tough decisions to make. A lot of really, really good players on that England team. Very deep squad. You could almost feel another perfectly great starting 11 with the guys they have coming off that bench. Yeah, definitely. Um, their, their attack is like, I feel like you can replace four guys off the bench with any of the four yeah. starters and they'd be just as solid. Rashford, Grealish, Sancho. Yeah. Uh, Phil Foden right there. Exactly. And then um, – I was going to say something else, but I forgot. You can even replace the whole back line of defense, too. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, I remember what I was going to say. The The new rules with the substitution numbers really uh, favored a lot of these deeper teams, this tournament. Yeah. Because, um, you know, pre-COVID, it was the three substitutes. And then yep. some tournaments would allow one extra if they went into extra time of one of those games. But now it's like, damn near seven or something crazy so no i think it's just a max of of five still i think it's five you might you might get one extra in overtime i'm not sure but they had it at five they had it at whatever it is it's like you can field another 
half new squad out there. So a lot of these managers had opportunities to, you know, make tactical changes and adjustments. And some of them chose to, and some of them tried to, you know, play it safe and stick with what was working, which I can understand. And at the end of the day, Italy, uh, you know, had the better tactics and Donnarumma still hasn't conceded more than one goal for the Italian national team since he started playing for them at like under 17 or something. So yeah, that's pretty nice stat right there. Yeah, good. he's a big boy. He can cover a lot of ground, and he's a lot more athletic than um, he looks. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's just a bigger clone of John Luigi Buffon, to be completely honest, with the way he's been playing up till now at only 23 or something. Or is he a little bit older than 23? I think he might right be a little younger, that. actually. I want to say he's 21 or 22, 22 maybe. 22 Somewhere around right. There. Yeah, but yeah, he's crazy good, and they got a really good squad. Very disciplined team. Yep, and a well, lot of them play together in the Italians in the Italian league, so I think that benefited them as well. Yeah, but definitely. So yeah, I think that that about wraps it up for the the Euro talk. Um, I think uh, to answer your question, I think someone asked when the Premier League starts again. I'm pretty sure the Premier League starts again in the late August, early September range, right around when our football. NFL football starts. Um, but enough about soccer. We're going to move it on to Dylan with a recap of the Open. Well, the Euro final was there at Wembley and just the Southeast and Sandwich or Kent, uh, kind of right on the border of Sandwich and Kent, England, was the <laughs> British Open. <laughs> Sandwich, England. Uh, we're seeing a ton of commercials throughout the week of how Sandwich is a a haunted town and the kids don't play after the streetlights go out. So a lot of interesting factoids from that, but uh, congratulations. <laughs> a big congratulations to the champion golfer of the year. Colin Morikawa finished with a minus 15, 265 for the tournament and a final round minus 466. He was just uh, on fire the entire week, his ball striking and, and really, his putting was what won it for him. Uh, he hasn't been known to be one of the best putters on tour, but it really, uh, it shined this week at the open. I was proud of him to say the British open right in front of the RNA's face at the end when he was uh, accepting his claret jug, but uh, a lot of debate there. If it's the British open or the open, you know, it's, it's one or the other. I'll let that be up to the people to decide uh, all in all, just a fantastic week from Colin. He, had his round of the week in the second round with a 64, six under, uh, jolted himself up to the top of the leaderboard. And after the third round was one back of Louis Oosthuizen, who uh, in the last three majors, only four people have beat Louis Oosthuizen. He's finished second, second, and third. I think it was a tie second, uh, solo second, and then a third place, solo third place finish here at the Open. So three majors, only four beaten Louis. He's bound to get one soon. He is 38, but... He's just been playing so solid as well. Um, some not so surprising names that found themselves in the top 10 at the end of the week, Brooks Kepka and world number one, uh, Dustin Johnson, who is uh, kind of going back and forth with John Rahm at that world number one. I think John Rahm actually retook the number one in the world ranking after the open when he finished T3 with Louie and uh, DJ finished at a T8, Minus seven for the tournament with a 67 minus three in the final round. 
Brooks shot minus five in the final round, 65 to finish at minus eight. Uh, so not too surprising to see those guys at the top of the leaderboard. They just weren't quite there in the first three rounds. And then uh, the round of the day uh, was Brooks's minus five, but John Rahm really asserted himself, got all the way up to minus 11, just four strokes off of the lead and uh, enough for a T3 finish with his 66 in the final round. Uh, a big name finished solo second, one that we've been waiting for, Jordan Spieth. He shot minus 466 in the final round after starting uh, the first six holes with two bogeys. Now, the first six holes were playing toughest uh, during the tournament week, and he let his guard down a little bit in those first two holes or first six holes to give up two bogeys. Found himself, I think, four or five back at that point, but battled back, shot uh, six under for the last 12 holes. And uh, minus four for the final round, finishing at minus 13. I think the tournament could have been his. Only one player played better than him. That's Colin Morikawa. Spieth was, uh, was very close to getting himself into the final group on Sunday uh, after his third round. Unfortunately, he finished with uh, bogey bogey on 17 and 18. And the, the bogey on 18, he was, you know, I think 17 inches, not even, not even a foot and a half. Uh, for his closing par and just whipped. I think he lost concentration and missed it low, uh, low left of the hole. And on 17, he was in great position to make a birdie and ended up with a bogey from the middle of the fairway, I think inside 80 yards for his second shot on a par four. Uh, with that, of course, no one, uh, no one outplayed Colin Marikawa. He is the champion golfer of the year, winner of the Claret Jug, well-deserved second major, by the time he's 24 years old, only uh, him and Tiger Woods have ever won a PGA championship and a British Open before they were 25. Pretty elite company there. And uh, he'll have a chance to go out and win a gold medal in the Olympics in two weeks. He's uh, taking the week off before he heads over to Tokyo, and he'll go as the number two ranked player in the world trying to secure a gold medal for the United States. Be awesome to see. Going to be paying attention to that. And uh, I'll leave it up to you guys. You, you tell me, is Jordan Spieth back or not? He, you know, it sucked is he was put, he was putting really well too. Like he had some big time putts and I felt like the only ones he missed were the easy ones for his yeah. standard. Dude. Yeah. That one that you were talking about D on 18 was just, it was horrendous. And then you saw him, he like went right to the putting green. He didn't even talk to the media. He just went right to the putting green with like his trainer. It was kind of like weird to see. He like, he just messed it up. He just lost concentration. You're right. He ran away. Uh, you know, I think he probably had a few choice words between the 18th green and the putting green. Uh, and I know he also took his putter home with him. Uh, who knows if he put the putter in timeout or if it slept next to him in his bed, but he, uh, he figured something out with it. That's for sure. And, and he was able to boost himself up to that solo second finish. I think well, we're going to see Spieth win a major against him. He, he played really well on Sunday. It just more cow was just, he was just lights out. I mean, it just wasn't, it was almost like just those two strokes. Like he had just a good enough lead. Yeah. Morikawa didn't have a bogey since the fifth hole on Saturday. That's didn't give up anything. That's, I mean, that's, that's tough to, let's just, let's just talk a minute about poor Louie. This, <laughs> this guy cannot, poor Louis, this guy cannot do, <laughs> this guy cannot put a Sunday together to save his life. 
it like, is terrible. Like it's it's like something like something's got to give, Louis. Like you got to change up your routine or something, dude. Like you are you are there and you deserve another one. And you know, maybe pull John Daly on Sunday next time. You know, just go out there. You know, just fresh out of bed and see what happens. He does need to change go something. Like, <laughs> go, to the, go to the strip club tonight. Before. Yeah. Like a James Harden approach, maybe Louis. Loosen up, kid. Uh, Louis is a family man. He just wants to get back to his his farm in South Africa. <laughs> yeah, but he, does he want that bag or not? Dude? <laughs> He's got plenty of bag with his second place finishes. Yeah, that's but, true. That's true. I want the cup though. So yeah, he wants a, of money, he wants yeah. one of those. He wants one of those jugs or cups or plates or whatever. Yeah, they're all that's they're all priceless. different, right? Yeah, it's like those old Mastercard commercials. Like he's <laughs> yep. got the money, but priceless jug is priceless all right boys i think i think that does it that settles it for golf chat um we're moving on to our nba expert can't get hold (laughs) (laughs) always the wrong one but um yeah we'll we'll send it uh, over to clayton who's gonna wrap up the nba finals the nba finals this year were uh something something great two teams who we in our lifetime have never seen there before we have the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. After the Suns win two straight at home, the Bucks win four in a row and close out the series in six. Um, I'm really happy for the Bucks. I think as much as I hate to see a player shoot 5,000 free throws in a game, you can't help but love Giannis. He's just – his lust for life is something that just draws you to him. He's just a fun guy who – has a young, youthful spirit who you just uh, admire. And not to mention he's a freak. Um, and what he said about um, after the finals when he said, you know, I could go to any super team and win and that'd be the easy way. I think it does have substance to it. There's people who would argue against that and say he does have a super team. But if you look at the best players on that team, Chris Middleton was an undrafted guy who they took a chance on after the Pistons. and he turned into their almost their go-to scorer in late-game situations. They did make a big deal for Drew Holiday, and I think that was crucial because if you look what he did against Booker defensively, it was it was amazing. Um, really put a strain on the way Booker wants to play. You know, he he doesn't let him get a lot of space, things like that. He doesn't let him get to the rim easily. Um, Drew, Drew Holiday's role in that team reminded me a lot of Iguodala. Um, when the Warriors were balling, not not in the sense of the position wise, but uh, he yeah, brings what, do you, what do you bring into the team? Yeah, exactly. Defensive, the defensive mentality. I don't need to score. Right. You know, if I'm shooting and it's not going in, I'm still going to shoot. Right. And he, yeah. he he plays his ass off every single minute he's on the court. He will make the big shot, but it's not like he's making every single three he's taken. But um, I think he plays the game the right way. And they were stacked. Like if you look at Brooke Lopez. A lot of people say, like, Brooke Lopez nowadays isn't that impactful of a player, but in the early 2010s, he was considered the best center in the league when he's on the Nets. When you started to see that decline in good centers in the league, not until it uh, jumped a couple years back um, where there's a lot of dominant centers. But well, he revamped his game. Yeah, he changed his game yeah. completely. He was he was a post-up center the whole time. He's yeah. doing little baby hooks around the, around the rim 
Um, but as you said, that's what was happening. The, that decline was going down, and then the Joel Embiid's was rising, and he, exactly. he saw and that he needed to start making corner threes, and he did exactly. it. Exactly for him to adapt to the modern game and and become a stretch big is is uh it's it's really like that's that's a big change, and that's hard to do for a lot of guys, and for him to do that, um, is huge. And uh, you know, I think it's awesome the Bucks won, but now my favorite time of the year is coming up the draft. Warriors got the seventh and the 14th pick and you know in today's NBA a lot of a lot of stars kind of control their destiny so we might see a lot of moves a report came out today the Lakers are looking to add a veteran point guard with two names in mind Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul um I as much as I am not a Westbrook fan I think he'd be the better fit in the Lakers situation right now you need, a, you need a more scorer and go-getter over a, a veteran like Paul who's more of a disher. You know? Right, and somebody who's more athletic off the ball who can yeah. catch LeBron's quick little passes on the baseline and just flush it, it away. Basically be a lob city with like him and D-Wade right. used to be. Let, let LeBron be the point and then you know have that off-ball slasher in Westbrook that can just uh, finish. Just a motor. To the rim like crazy, so – uh, it's going to be really interesting offseason. I'm curious to see what the Warriors do with their picks. I'm seeing a lot of stuff trading both picks up to get in the top five to get one of those guys. Um, my hope would be Jalen Suggs would be the, the guy they have in mind. But, uh, it, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, Every team needs a Bobby Portis. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can't forget about big eye Bobby. That guy, I love Bobby P. He's got the permanent eyeballs on the lock. Dude, and he's just locked in at all times. Yeah, he's, he's a fun player to watch. He also beat up his teammate when he was in Chicago. <laughs> he, the, he honestly, the I, that's the, the least quarter. surprising thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Clay, to your point about Giannis's free throws, though, he went from airballing in the first few games of that series to in the final game, correct me if I'm wrong. At one point he was 15 of 16 from the stripe. Yeah. yeah. Game six, I, which yeah. is an incredible turnaround. That's cool too. Cause you see the impact that uh, when he's in other arenas, not in Milwaukee, um, when they do the countdown, I think it actually has a dramatic impact on him. He's, yeah. he's kind of tripping at the free throw line, which is it's that's funny. It's kind of like the mind game in basketball where, um, you know, just opponents and opposing fans can actually affect the game dramatically. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And I also yeah. think it's a testament to Giannis's work ethic. I think he was yeah. he was like put up a thousand shots after was, each of those. Games. He was working in the right. gym, and you see it. You see it on the court. You see how much he's working. Right. Their, their stories really reminds me a lot of the Warriors, and I, yeah. I almost wish I almost wish we never got KD because a lot of people think. I think everyone's really quick to forget that we drafted that whole team. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just ridiculous. Well, everyone it's because it was the 73 win season year and everything. Yeah. That's what everyone talks about. And we lost. Yeah. Like everybody in their starting lineup, I think you could make a direct um, comparison in terms of the way they affect the game to the starting lineup of the Warriors. Like, or, you know, the closeout lineup. Like, I think Drew Holiday would be your Iggy. Giannis is clearly your Curry. He's the guy that the defense. Chris Middleton's the clay. Yeah, exactly. Brooke Lopez is Bogut, and then P.J. Tucker's Draymond. Like, the way they affect the game. Uh, Very similar. Yep. Yeah. And, and and it's really cool to see, too, the home talent kind of grow that way. So, 
um, yeah, it, it's exciting for the Bucks right now. And I'm, I'm actually happy they won after I predicted everything just totally off uh, this playoffs. It's cool to see the Bucks win. Did you guys see their uh, parade bus, bro? They were mobbing. Dude, they the were crowds. wasted. Like, people couldn't even, like, wave and, like, get their pictures fast enough. Like, the driver was absolutely gassing. Yeah, you got to listen to PJ Tucker's interview. Oh, dude. Oh, it was funny. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, says it the awesome. word dog, I think, a hundred times We some minutes. dogs. <laughs> we didn't know we were dogs, but we some dogs. Awesome. <laughs> they get so ham. <laughs> Oh, man, it's got to be such a blast to be on that bus. Just never be a Sergio Ramos and drop the hardware in front of the bus. Yeah. He's got plenty of uh, hardware to make up for it. Make up for it, for sure, dude. He's he's quite a decorated athlete, that guy. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's that's about settles us for the uh, NBA final stock. Big congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm actually pretty sure and positive we could see these two teams in the finals in the not so near future, considering their young cores of talent. Um, And I think they can both only go up. So now we're going to move on to baseball and we're going to throw it to Jordan Weiss. Yeah. um, Safe to say for starts. And we were talking about this earlier. I don't think anyone predicted the giants still being the number one team in baseball after the all-star break. Uh, on top of being the first team to 60 wins, we can never seem to catch a break. Dodgers right on our tail, easily in the best division in baseball. Um, tough, tough matchup going on as we speak. I guess in just a couple of minutes here coming up. Um, big win last night with Wilmer knocking one out of the park in the ninth inning. Absolutely freaking huge. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think that was his first hit off of um, first career hit off Kenley Jansen. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was that's so that that I mean, this is the kind of stuff that's happening right now um, with the Giants. Starting pitching is getting it done. The only hiccups we're still seeing, as usual, come out of the bullpen. Um, another side note in that series, I thought it was kind of funny that Alex Wood. Uh, I think he hit. Two, <laughs> I think he hit two batters the other night in Game One. And uh, Kirk and Kite made a pretty funny comment on their broadcast about it, too, about that. You know, those, those are your old buddies, man. Why, why are you hitting all your old buddies? Quick side so, note, uh, Lamonte Wade opens up the game off Beeler with a nice double to left center. There we go. Perfect. Um, so that's that's really good for the Giants. As I said, Dodgers right on their tail. Um, that walk-off two nights ago was so brutal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, three straight. Yeah, both and uh, AL, we've got White Sox, Boston, Houston, Tampa Bay. Um, so really, in the NL, unfortunately, it's just Giants, Dodgers, Padres are clinging uh, just four or five games back or so. So well, you know, Giants are going to have to battle through that, but I think it's going to be a super exciting second half of the season here. Hopefully, you know, for the Giants' sake and really all of these teams you get folks staying healthy i think this is kind of where you start to see a lot of wear down um where people start fizzling out so for our sake hopefully our guys stay healthy um hopefully not so much for the dodgers and i think it's going to be a great second half uh, seeing a couple stats here on bueller as the game gets started 
10 and one on the season with the two, three, seven ERA against the giants. He's pitched eight games, uh, only hasn't factored into the decision twice. And he's six and zero oh in those eight games with a two point one seven ERA against the giants. So we're looking to change that tonight. Take the series from the Dodgers. Down oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. You're just quietly destroying us this year. Yeah, like like, yeah, dude. Bueller's no Kershaw. We have Kershaw's number, or we 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 used to always have Kershaw's, Kershaw's been number. on the IL forever. Been yeah, just... but I'm just saying, like past years, we always hit Kershaw well, but Bueller is just knows us down. Hell, Mad Bum hits Kershaw well. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Bum had probably the best numbers off of Kershaw than <laughs> any giant. <laughs> dude, yeah. Um, the, other, the other thing that's super important for the Giants right now, they actually have the best home record in baseball. Um, and if you can't win at home, <laughs> you're going to be in pretty bad shape. So it's good to see the boys point it out uh, in San Francisco. Clay, I think Oakland's only a couple games off of Houston. I'd love nothing more for them to take that division. I, I won't be able to handle it if Houston gets in. I'm uh, so frustrated. <laughs> um, all I've been hearing lately is where are the A's moving instead of why aren't they just relocating within Oakland? And uh, it's the most devastating thing ever. I think we talked about this probably a couple months ago in one of our first episodes, but Oakland uh, is going. The war zone is coming. If the A's, the A's leave, Oakland's becoming a war zone. Might as well call it. Might as well call it Verdansk because it. The A's can't leave. I'd be absolutely devastated. Um, it would it, ruin a city. It would ruin a city. It sucks. My, under, my understanding is Oakland is giving them a hard time about it. Like they, Look, I, which doesn't surprise me at all. But yeah. <laughs> It's just the dumbest bureaucratic crap of all fucking time. That's what it is. It's yep. just it's just absolutely horrendous. You have a team. You had two teams that were literally they're decorated teams. They're not like nobody no teams. They've been around for forever and you're just letting them leave the city because like I don't even know the reason why. You you just like won't agree to like build them new stadiums. It's like the, the Rams just built a new stadium in Inglewood. Like, California is letting you everywhere else in California this is happening. And you just don't want it to happen here. Got the Clippers, Clippers building a new stadium, too? Are they really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that bomber money. That's interesting. He's ballering. Uh, ah, cozy strikes <laughs> Bomber out, but, is uh, not settling for being second in the Staples Center. He will yeah. I'm building I'm breaking ground. We're building our own spot. <laughs> Bomber's not playing. Dude, that uh that video of him like grabbing the two people's next to him like legs when like uh Chris Paul or what or Paul George or whatever hit that shot in their playoff run or whatever yeah. is so funny. <laughs> yeah, that that one's really good. Um I after watching Giannis win the finals, I went on YouTube and looked up some rookie highlights just randomly for fun. And his game has changed so much. It's insane. I think his jump shot as baby Giannis when he was freaking 70 pounds lighter when he entered the league was a better jump shot. But it almost doesn't matter because he's so dominant like Shaq in his rookie season right now. He just owns the paint. So it's just interesting to see how he's – 
if you look at the picture between his rookie year and now, it looks like Giannis and Giannis's father. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's it's wild. It's honestly almost like the Shaq from the Magic to when he, when Shaq was on the Lakers. How big he, how much bigger Shaq got? Yeah. Kind of. It's like it's really crazy. Yeah. And it's like kind of just tall and lanky at first when he came in the league, and then he started adding that. Yeah. Like insane yeah. athletic. But you really got to give it to Giannis. He really improved his ball handling skills. He is a he is a he's like a KD almost now with his dribbling at that height. It's kind of scary, especially the way he strength. Especially the way he just jams and gets into the paint. And Bro, Wiseman's about to be so thick and at like beefy when he's yeah done in this league. Like, think about that, what he looks like now. Screenshot that, and then in, like, six years, it's going to be a dramatic change. Yeah. I really hope we don't dish him. I I believe he's going to be good. I truly do. Yeah, Wiseman is going to be a beast. He's, like, I think he's a lot like KD in the making. Um, Why is it so hard to believe that Barry Bonds got so big and athletic from going from skinny green bean and and – Pittsburgh. (laughs) (laughs) He's just huge. He was the best baseball player I've ever seen. He is the best. And I, it's how do baseball writers have control over whether or not he goes into the Hall of Fame? If you were to ask the general population who enjoys watching baseball games, I'm pretty sure 95% of people will tell you Barry Bonds is the best player of all time. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't don't care what anyone says. There were so many guys taking. So it doesn't change his give me steroids. I'm still not hitting a single. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You still gotta hit the ball, bro. It's not like yeah. automatic. You're the best, yeah. the most perfect swing of all time. Yeah, ever. Yeah, him or Griffey for yeah. sure. Do you guys see the question they were asking some of the all-stars uh before the all-star game last week? Was uh what's harder to do? Hit a half court shot or a 90 mile an hour fastball? Oh my god, the fastball. I can make a half-court <laughs> shot my first try out on a basketball Clay, court. Clay's face. <laughs> Bro, I can yeah, literally I, hit five out of ten half-court shots. Like, it's not hard. Put me in yeah, half-court half court shots. Hit- shots. <laughs> 90 mile an hour fastball, though. That's a different yeah. story. Give, give, me a, give me 50 attempts to hit the fastball and five attempts to make the half-court shot in basketball. I'd probably do the half-court shot in basketball. I will not come close to hitting the 50 attempts at the fastball. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, with a lot of luck, maybe you foul one back. Yeah, off the tip like of a hit. No, like you gotta get a hit. You gotta get a hit. You're not just making contact. I would just like dive out of the box and be like, "No, that thing is gonna kill me." Like I'm it's not- like Richie and bench warmers. When yeah, he, like, tips it off the bat, and you just get so hyped when it like dinks foul. There's also nine players in the field trying to stop you from being able to get a hit. There's only a backboard and a rim trying to help you make oh basket. yeah and also some of these pitchers throw a hundo sometimes yeah. when they feel like it oh and the fastball it. moves yeah <laughs> god talk about people getting extremely huge Araldis chapman i don't know how he can still throw the way he does bro his upper body and like pegs <laughs> there's so much going on there i don't know how like it works. He's yeah. he's doing a lot of yoga or something to get or to keep like his flexibility low. up. Kind of sucks though. Yeah, he hasn't been as effective in recent years. But that 2016 Cubs team, he was for sure dominating. <sighs> the whole reason they won, basically. I, I, he was like bitching on Twitter about how like 
fans and stuff were being super hard on him. And one of the top comments was, bro, all we're asking for you is three outs. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought it was hilarious because, like, when you think about it like that, it seems so simple, but there's so much mind games and stuff that goes into it and obviously hitting your spots and all that. And you're playing and against pressure situations. Yeah, and pressure situations. But, I mean, he's been here a long time. You wouldn't expect to see this now in his career. You would have expected it sooner on. Well, and dude, that's what's funny about, uh, like, Kenley Jensen getting booed off the field. Doesn't that was he have awesome. Inject that in my veins but, twice. But doesn't he have over 300 saves? For the <laughs> dude, he's, he's, he's like – He's probably, the, he's probably their second best closer in history behind Eric Gagne. Dude, I would imagine. He's been I like mean, routinely the best closer for like the past 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> they're booing him off the field. I mean, I hate the Dodgers, but come on, man. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> just, they're impatient them, fans, yeah. and they're they're coming off a World Series. Like, just shut the they, fuck up. They, they beat Sorry. people to death in their own stadium. They're, yeah. they're, they're nobodies. You don't want to be associated with them. There's just a lot of – Gang violence in that crowd, dude. I was at a uh, a Yankees Red Sox game in the Bronx, August 2017. I think it was Chapman's first year with the Yankees, and uh, they had gotten themselves like a two to one lead. It was a low scoring game, and it was uh, Rafael Devers' first year in the league, and he he'd been called up. I don't think he was there the whole year, so you know, uh, a handful of months in the MLB, ninth inning spot up against the best closer in the league at that point and hits a two run homer to give the Red Sox the lead in New York. I have never heard a crowd go from electric to deadbeat quiet, just nothingness <laughs> so quick. It was awesome to hear. I mean, loud yelling, people are all excited to just, a, you could hear a pin drop. And I mean, they're totally deflated. Yeah. yeah. They take their baseball rivalry very seriously out there for sure. Looking forward to, I think this will be my fourth Yankees Red Sox game uh, coming up here going on Sunday. If it, uh, yeah, that'll be good. D if, uh, if it weren't for Mike Trout being a person, Devers like damn near was in that AL MVP talk that season was he not maybe not that season but the he, he had like a breakout yeah, he, year was doing... he was just bananas yeah yeah it was like <laughs> almost like a xander bogout's breakout year it was like yeah. similar quick i can't we overshadowed otani i mean i <laughs> gotta do a quick shout out for otani man yeah Oh, yeah. Speaking of AL MVP, I think that one's a lock. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know, dude. I don't, dude. If Vladdy just wins the Triple Crown with his three forty batting average, like yeah, that's he does pretty, have quite a few bombs as well. That's pretty uh, incredible. God, pick, factoring that pitching aspect of the game, he's going to win it. Yeah, he's going to win it. And his ERA is under three now. I think he got it under there. Um, Shohei, when he's eligible to Shohei be the three, money, he's going <laughs> to. Exactly. He's going to get yeah. the most absurd contract anyone. Yeah, yeah we it's were talking idea. about this the other night, Clay. He's going to get so racked out. Like, it's do gonna you pay him? The, it's going to break the MLB market. Do you pay him like a top of the line pitcher, top of the line batter, or both? We got to do both. both. Like, <laughs> I was like, Jason like Hill. Like, he's like, why am I not getting paid for all five of these positions? Is he going to be have me play? Is he going to be the first $60 million guy in the MLB? What was Trout's contract? I think 
1545 ish. I don't, I don't, I'm not quite yeah. sure. Oh, Tony's gonna bring, he's it's gonna be over 50. Dude, it's, I remember like it has to be. I think he's A-Rod gonna get 60 million. 30. If I'm his agent, that's what I'm arguing. Well, what is well, if I'm his agent, I'm arguing like 100, and then the Yankees will probably come in and bid like 75, <laughs> yeah. and then it'll go to the Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's be real here. No, that's gonna suck. So you play yeah. just a batter, fifty million per year. I do both, and I was all star in both, so I get double. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. When is he eligible? Um, I'm. I don't know. Because he has to keep up the production. It's too bad this isn't a contract year. <laughs> yeah. True. Also, sure put a will. salary cap in baseball so the Yankees don't steal him. <laughs> the Yankees. <laughs> Hopefully the Wasn't it Brian Cash? I think that the was owner, the right? name of the little league team in Fairly Odd Parents, and they're making fun of the Yankees. I think they're called the Bankies. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Probably run by Doug Dimodome or the Dimsdale Dimodome. Had to be the Dimodome. <laughs> they gave out blubber nuggets at that one <laughs> basketball game with the Dimodome. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, we got like 220 left, boys. Any uh, closing remarks? Just uh, looking forward to an Olympic sweep of gold medals. I don't think uh, with Russia not being there, we don't have too much competition. I don't know. China, Germany, they're always making some, some count. But... Yeah, China's always making and all those diving and all those acrobatic ones. I couldn't ones. name a single Russian golfer if you put a gun in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there are any. But, uh, yeah, I guess a story from 2016 was like the 11-year-old Chinese gymnast We'll see about them this year. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Old as you know. Oh, wait, speaking of X Games, did you guys see that 12-year-old kid who landed the 1080 in front yeah. of yeah. Tony Hawk? That yeah. was sick. That I was hyped sick. for him. That was so cool. sweet. It yeah, it crying that's, gotta, right away. that's gotta be an incredible feeling. Oh man. Yeah, no doubt like about bagging that. Bagging a hat trick in front of Pele. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go get some gold medals, USA. Yeah. 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 So I think that's about to wrap it up on times or wrap it up on wrap us up on time for our third episode <laughs> of Chat Shit Get Hazed. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, stay tuned for our next episode probably next week. Um, anyone else got any closing remarks to say? I love you, USA, 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 USA. USA. <laughs>